Good morning, Winners Church. Good morning. How are you guys doing today? Good. I hope you guys are blessed. Yes, we are. I hope that you guys were able to enjoy your holiday season with your I friends did. and your family. I did. Your, your Christmas. How many of you guys got what you wanted? Dad, nobody got some good gifts? Jeez. How many of you were able to bless other people with what they wanted? Come on. Hallelujah. It's a great day to be here. Guys, tomorrow is New Year's, of course. So today's New Year's Eve. Come on. Come on. Glory to God. Glory to God. We have come this far. God is so good, right? God is amazing. Hallelujah. Let's go ahead and just thank God for how far he has brought us. Thank God for the blessings that he has given us this year. Thank God that we were able to enjoy our holiday with our friends and family, right? It's a blessing to be alive. It's a blessing to be able to give to other people. Hallelujah. We thank you, Father. We glorify your holy name, Lord God, for everything that you have given us, Father. We thank you, Father, for everything that you have done for us, Father. Oh, we thank you, Father, because you've been so good to us this year, Father God. You've blessed us, Father. You've healed us, Father. We thank you, God, for the testimonies, Father, of your goodness over our lives this year, Father. In the name of Jesus, Lord God, we thank you, Father, that you have provided for us over and over and over again this year, Father. We glorify your holy name. We lift you up, Father. We give you thanks, Father. We give you praise, Father. In the name of Jesus, amen. Hallelujah. Come on, let's get excited. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on. So you guys know New Year's is approaching, right? Tomorrow's New Year's. And you know, come on, guys, you know what that means. Everyone is making these New Year's resolutions. And you know that everybody's going to sign up for the gym. People's going to go get gym memberships. And that means I'm not going to be able to find a treadmill starting Tuesday. Okay? Jeez. Many people come up with these diet plans, right? But then you have people who come up with these grand plans on how to conquer the new year. Am I correct? I'm sure some of you have done that, which is a great thing. But I realize that there is no specific way on how to start your new year. After talking to several people, something else that I began to realize is that many people actually prefer to leave the new year, leaving behind memories, leaving behind the hurt, leaving behind disappointment, leaving behind the loss, the grief, the anger, bad relationships. Many people want to leave the new year, leaving all those memories behind. But here's the thing. When you do that, you are really not soaking in everything that you have learned throughout the year. See, I encourage you to celebrate life with Christ because when you celebrate life with Christ, you actually get to learn, you get to evolve, and you get to grow from every season of your life. Right? So we should be learning, we should be growing, we should be evolving, and we should be learning from every season of our lives. You know, the Bible, it says in Romans 12, 12, it says rejoicing in hope, rejoicing through trials and tribulations, continuing steadfast in prayer. It means that though maybe your 2023 might have not looked the best or felt the best, you should be rejoicing knowing that God has a great future for you. 
You should be rejoicing in hope. You should be steadfast in prayer. You know, a lot of times people, when they go through trials and tribulations, they stop praying. They, they, they let the devil defeat them. They, they let the devil step on them. And this is actually the time that you should be on your face praying, that you should be fasting, that you should be lifting your hands and you have the power and the authority to defeat Satan and all the tricks and all the things that he wants to put upon you. That's not the time to get weak. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And see, and it says patient in trials and tribulations. Patient knowing that God is going to come through as the finisher in your life. Hallelujah. God would always come through as the finisher. God has the last say over your life and over every situation that you have gone through. So you don't have to leave this year. Today's the last day, but you don't have to leave this year defeated. You don't have to leave this year defeated. You can change your mindset starting today. See, when you do life with Christ, you get to celebrate in every season of your life. You get to celebrate new beginnings but you also get to celebrate endings. And I think a lot of people don't talk about that. Celebrating endings, celebrating beginnings, because here's the thing, endings and beginnings, they both bring about something that's called change. Mm. And in order for us to have change in our lives, well, as as a matter of fact, things are always changing in our lives when you think about it. (laughs) There's always some type of change in our lives. But when you celebrate Christ with life, you get to be celebrating new beginnings or you get to celebrate endings. And again, that brings about something called change. And change, it brings on faith. When things are changing in your life, you have to remain in faith. You have to remain steadfast in prayer. Change, sometimes it can make you uncomfortable, right? Change, unfortunately, sometimes it brings on fear, right? Because we got to step out and do something. Right. Or it's making us uncomfortable. So it brings on a little bit of fear. You got to be steadfast in prayer. Right. Change. Unfortunately, sometimes it brings on loss and it brings on grief. Sometimes you might lose a loved one. And so now your life is changing. Sometimes you might lose a, 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 a relationship. So now your life is changing. Change is always happening. But change helps us to evolve. It helps us to learn. It helps us to grow. I want to ask you this. How many of you have experienced some type of change in your life this year? No one has. No one has experienced any type of change. (laughs) I sure have. I've definitely experienced some type of change this year. As a matter of fact, a lot of things this year for me has come to an end Mm. and I'm rejoicing. I'm rejoicing in the things that have come to an end this year for me. But here's the thing. There has been many things that has just begun. See, in order for a new thing to be done in your life, there has to be an ending to something. So I'm rejoicing in the season that I'm in now. And I'm rejoicing because of where God is about to take me. Hallelujah. And I encourage you today to rejoice because God has a bright future for your life. I'm encouraging you today to rejoice because today your mind is going to be changed about the way that your year looked like. Hallelujah. Because you're going to leave this year dancing. You're going to leave this year praising. You're going to leave this year thanking God for what he has done in your life. I don't care what you went through this year. I don't care if you went through trials and tribulations. 
situations. I don't care if you lost a couple of things, if you lost a couple of friends, if you've lost some relationships, I dare you in the name of Jesus to leave this year rejoicing. I dare you in the name of Jesus to leave this year in excitement because God has a future for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you are taking notes, Oh, I feel the Holy Spirit in here today. Hallelujah. If you are taking notes, I want you to write down the first point. My first point is celebrate new beginnings. Celebrating new beginnings. Oh, we have to rejoice every day of our lives because God is always doing something for us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, when I thought about celebrating new beginnings, I thought about the story of Ruth. I thought about the story of Ruth and I said, wow, I said, this is actually a brilliant story. The story of Ruth, it actually shows the sovereignty of God. It shows the mercy of God and it shows how God will actually bring a fruitful ending to a story that started with famine. It started with loss and it started with grief. It shows how just because your beginning might look a certain way, it doesn't mean that your ending has to look the same way. Your ending can be fruitful. Your ending can be full of restoration. Your ending can be full of redemption. Isn't that what Jesus is for? Isn't that why he died on the cross? To restore us, to redeem us, to change your life? Hallelujah. It's a story of redemption. It's a story that is completely brilliant and blew my entire your mind I said oh my God I said father you did a complete reverse of what the beginning looked like yes. you ended it very brilliantly Amen. my Amen. God my God, won't God do the same for you? Yeah. God doesn't put these stories in the Bible just for us to look at it and say, oh yeah, that's a good story. No, it's a story to encourage you. It's a story to show you the mercy of God. It's a story to show you the goodness of God. It's a story to encourage you in your own lives. So you take it and you apply it to your own life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So here you have the story of Ruth, and I'm going to go through it briefly. I won't keep you guys too long today, hopefully. (laughs) So here you have the story of Ruth. You have this woman named Naomi. And I know many of you guys have probably read it before. And if you haven't, you'll find it in Ruth in the Bible. (laughs) It's very short, actually. I think it's about four chapters. Um, Here you have Naomi, and she's married to a man. And they, they live in Israel. They live in Bethlehem, right? But here's the thing, there was a famine in that land. And so her and her husband, they actually moved to a nearby city called Moab. And they moved there for a better life because of the famine that was in Israel. But they moved there and her husband dies. And so here she's struck with grief and sorrow and a loss. She thinks that she's leaving one place to to get something better, but instead it's like she's just losing. And so she has two sons who actually they join themselves to these two Moabite women. So they get married and one of the the ladies' names is Ruth and the other one, guys, I was having a hard time with this name. I kept calling her Oprah. I said, guys, I'm about to call her Oprah, but her name is is Orpha, Orpa, Orpa. If I say it wrong, forgive me now, (laughs) Orpa. I know, right? Oprah in the house. (laughs) Oh, that was a good one. 
Oh gosh. Father, forgive us. <laughs> but here's the thing, 10 years later, their husbands die. And so here you have Naomi dealing with grief of her husband. Now dealing with grief from her two sons dying. But I said, whoa. I said, she didn't only deal with that grief, but she, I'm sure, had to deal with the grief of leaving behind everything in Israel. And so she tells Naomi and Orpah to basically return back home to their, to their family. Go back home to your mothers. And I'm going to paraphrase it. She's like, I have nothing to give you. I can't do nothing for you. And as a matter of fact, the life of a widow in Israel is going to be real hard and tough, honey. Okay? I can't do nothing for you. But the girls, they actually refused to leave her. And I love this example that she gave them because it actually made me kind of chuckle and laugh a little bit. She says to them, well, even if I had some hope and I was to get a new husband, would you actually wait for me to have more kids and for them to actually grow up for you to marry them? And she, yeah, it's basically kind of like, are you guys kidding me? Like, use your mind, you know, <laughs> go restart your life. And I'm sure Orpha, she was like, she was out of here, guys. She was like, deuces. I'm out of here. I'm not doing this. I'm going back home to my mama. <laughs> but Ruth, she actually decided to stay with Naomi. She actually decided to stay with Naomi and she was actually loyal to Naomi. And so Naomi actually decides to go back to, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, actually, so Ruth stays, <laughs> I'm sorry, and actually the Bible said that Naomi actually stopped talking to Ruth because Ruth refused to go back, but I want you guys to read with me in the Bible, you're going to turn with me in your Bible to Ruth 1, um, 16, because I want you guys to read with me exactly what is it that Ruth says to Naomi when Naomi actually tells her to go back. And it's important because you're going to see the faithfulness of how faithful Ruth is to Naomi. So it says, entreat me not to leave you or turn back from following after you. For wherever you go, I will go. And wherever you lodge, I will lodge. Your people will, shall be my people and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die. And there I will be buried. The Lord do so to me and more also, if anything, but death parts you and me. Man, that is loyalty. How many of you guys want to be loyal to your mother-in-law like that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I love Ruth's loyalty to Naomi. And so Naomi actually decides to go back to Israel. So Ruth follows right along with her, tagging along. And the people in Israel are actually excited to see Ruth and Naomi. Uh, and this is where I want you to pay attention because we do this so many times. So they get to Israel and one of the women in Israel, they say, is this Naomi? And Naomi basically says to her, well, why do you call me Naomi? Call me Mara. And Mara, it means bitterness. It's a form of expression of grief. But Naomi, it actually means pleasant, pleasant one. So she changed her name. And she basically says, don't call me Naomi, call me Mara, for the Almighty has dealt very, very bitterly with me. I went out full 
and the Lord has brought me back again empty. Why do you call me Naomi since the Lord has testified against me and the Almighty has afflicted me? That blew my mind. Because I said, how many times when we go through trials and tribulations, when we go through tough times in our life, we begin to blame God? Maybe your 2023 didn't look the best, but I can guarantee you God is not the author of making your life miserable. God will never want to see you sad and in sorrow. God would never want to see you in grief, in anger, in unforgiveness. That is not the character of God. See, a lot of the times we get mad at God and we lose our faith. See, Mara, Naomi, I'm going to call her Mara because she calls herself Mara now, right? (laughs) She lost her home in Israel. She lost her husband. She lost her sons. But now here she is losing faith in God. Mm. And that's not a place that we want to be. The Bible says be steadfast in prayer. The Bible says rejoice. The Bible says be patient in tribulations. Mm, Listen, just because your situation changes, it doesn't mean that your identity in Christ changes. It doesn't mean that the way God thinks about you changes. You may not know the future that God has for you, but God knows the future that he has for you. So you have to remain in hope. Could you imagine if we were like Mara, if we were like Naomi, and every time a situation happened, every time things didn't look good in our lives, we began to call ourselves by by the name of the very thing that we are dealing with. Could you imagine? Could you imagine if I walked around saying, hey, my name is sadness. Hey, my name is cancer. Hey, my name is sickness. Hey, my name is disease. Could you imagine? Because that's literally what Naomi did. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. She changed her name and she tried to change her identity. God does not change his mind about you. God does not change the future that he has for you. It's about learning and growing in every season of our lives. It's about believing in God, even through all of the hardship that you may be going through. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You have to change your mindset and rejoice that God, I thank you. 2023 has been good to me. God, I thank you. I went through some tough times, Father, but I thank you that your goodness has been over my life. God, I thank you that I am still alive, Father. I thank you that I'm in good health, Father. I thank you that I have all the things that I need, Father. I may not have all the things that I want, but I thank you that you supply all of my needs. I thank you that my children are healthy. I thank you that I have a job. I thank you that I have a roof over my head. I thank you, Father, for everything that you have done in my life hallelujah hallelujah rejoice it doesn't matter what you have lost rejoice knowing that God will give you double for your trouble knowing that God will restore you hallelujah hallelujah thank you father God I thank you Jesus God will always give us double God will always restore us God is glorious. He is almighty. Hallelujah. And so here they are looking for food in Israel, in Bethlehem. And Naomi and Ruth, she ends up picking grain in this field. 
And she ends up picking great in this field of a man named Boaz. And Boaz, honey, he was wealthy. <laughs> Boaz was wealthy. I said, God, it's funny that we will be at the right place at the right time, experiencing the favor of God upon our lives. Amen. She was at the right place at the right time. God was setting her up. Yes. She lost her husband, but God was setting her up. Naomi lost everything, but God was setting her up because of Ruth's faithfulness to her. Yes, yes, yes. God will set you up. It doesn't matter what you have lost. God is setting you up. You got to leave here today and say, God, I thank you that you are setting me up. You are setting up my 2024. You are setting up things for me, God. Hallelujah. God will set you up. Jesus. And so here she's picking grain in this field of this man named Boaz. And Boaz, he asks his, he asks his servants, he notices her, and he asks his servants about her. And they tell Boaz all about who um, Ruth is. And so he loves her loyalty to Naomi. And so he sets up these arrangements for um, Ruth to actually continue picking grain in his field. Not only does he set her up, he also protects her. Yep. And invites her back to pick grain in his field. Come on, come on. But yet there was a famine there, right? Now there isn't. And so uh, Naomi, Ruth, she actually goes back home and she tells Naomi about the favor that she received. Mm -hmm. And Naomi gets excited. And she's basically tell her, telling her, like, this is our family's redeemer. He is the relative of Naomi's husband whom died. Wow. And if you know what the family redeemer is in that time, if there was a family member that died and left a widow, then the actual next person up in the family, the man, could actually marry right back into the family and retrieve the land. They could retrieve the family. They could restore the family. So Boaz was the family's redeemer. So I laughed at this because Naomi and Ruth, so now they come up with this grand plan <laughs> on how to make Boaz notice Ruth. And I said, girls are so funny. I said, man, it had, like our character still has not changed from back in the day to now, okay? So Ruth, she stops dressing like a widow and she puts on these garments to basically let Boaz know that she's available. And you girls know, women, you know, when you are available, you know, you start dressing a little differently. Your hair is done. Your nails is done. You're putting on heels. So I was like, Ruth was like, I am single and ready to mingle, honey. <laughs> and so Ruth goes back and she gets the attention of Boaz. And I'm going to make a long story short. And Boaz actually agrees to redeem the family. He actually agrees to marry Ruth. But then they realized, man, there's somebody that's actually ahead of Boaz. I was like, geez. <laughs> but thank God, <laughs> he actually denied being the family's redeemer because Ruth was a Moabite woman. And Boaz agreed to redeem the family, to marry Ruth, though she was a Moabite woman. He, she wasn't from where he was from. Their beliefs were completely different. He agreed to marry her because of her loyalty to Naomi, because of her character, 
That's why he agreed to marry her. He agreed to marry her because of who she is. And that taught me that though we are going through trials and tribulations, we still have to remain in the character of God. Yes, come on. Because that's where you will find your blessing. Yes. We still have to remain loyal. We still have to remain in praise and worship. We still have to remain friendly. We still have to remain loving to others. We still have to forgive others, though we are going through it ourselves. Because it's your character that shows God in you. It's your character and your heart posture. She received a blessing because of her character. Hallelujah. And I said, the story is brilliant because they actually ended up being fruitful. Ruth actually had children. The story ends with fruitfulness. The story ends with joy. The story ends with the complete opposite of how it started. Isn't God good? Amen. Isn't God good? It's a brilliant story of the sovereignty of God. It's the brilliant story of redemption. It's a brilliant story of restoration. And as you leave here today, I want you to know that God can restore you. Yes. He can restore everything that you have lost. He can restore your finances. He can restore your health. He can restore your mind. He can restore that family member that you have been praying for for years. Yes. He can restore your friendships. Come on. He can restore your body. He can restore your children. He can restore your household. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is a God of redemption. God is a God that will restore you. Look. My mother died when I was about 13, 14 years old. And I remember when she died, I could, I would never, it's, it's something that replaced over and over in my head. I can still remember the funeral. I remember the silence. I remember the anger. I remember the pain. I remember the weeping and the crying because she died tragically. I remember the heartache. I was just a kid. But even seeing the adults, even seeing my grandmother, the anger that she had, the sorrow that she had. I remember my grandmother saying, how is it that my child has died before me? Wow. I remember going into a bathroom because I was so in shock of what happened. I remember going into a bathroom and just crying and weeping myself. And I remember feeling like I lost everything. Because here we were, we lived in Jersey. Our mother died tragically. The day before, the entire family went to Six Flags Great Adventures. Wow. And the next day, she was gone. And I remember having to abruptly leave even our home, leave our friends leave our uh, um, big backyard in our own rooms, leave the life that we were accustomed to. And we had to move to New York. And I remember feeling like, man, geez, like I lost everything. Me and my brothers lost everything. 
And here we are having to move to Queens to my grandmother's house and you got aunts, uncles, cousins all living under one roof. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember being so angry for years, being so depressed for years, thinking about my mom for years, thinking about her loss, thinking about how she died, why she died. I remember asking God so many questions. Interesting enough, that was my first time actually talking to God. My first time having a real conversation with God was in the bathroom, was, was in my grandmother's bathroom. And I remember I went to God and I asked God, I said, why did my mother die? I said, how did she die, God? Why did she die? And I remember that night, God gave me a dream. And that was the first time that God ever spoke to me. The first time that I ever had an encounter, ever had a conversation with God. But I can say this, that though I lost everything, I have gained so much. Though I lost my mother, though I lost our home, though I lost our friends, and it was a big move, leaving everything behind, I thank God for his redemption. I thank God for restoring me. I thank God for showing up in my life. I thank God that me and my brothers are doing so well in life. We all have children, besides some of them, one of my brothers here. <laughs> But we are all doing well, and I believe it's because of the grace of God that is upon our lives. And I tell you this story, not to just tell you this story, but I tell you this story so that you can believe that it doesn't matter what you have lost this year. God will restore you. It may look a little different, but God will show up in your life over and over and over and over again. You know, when I thought about celebrating life with Christ and I thought about celebrating new beginnings and I thought about celebrating endings, I said, oh, my God. So if you are taking notes, my second point is celebrating endings. Don't be afraid to celebrate endings. In Ecclesiastes 7, 8. In Ecclesiastes 7, 8, it says that the ending of a thing is actually better than its beginnings. And I thought about the life of Jesus. I said, we celebrate the life of Jesus. We celebrate Christmas. We celebrate the birth of Jesus. But what is it that we really celebrate. What is it that has changed our lives forever? It's the death of Jesus. It's the ending of his life. It's him being crucified on that cross. It's him giving up his life so that me, you, and everyone can have eternal life. We have to celebrate endings in our lives. Because without an ending, you cannot have a beginning to a thing. Come on. So here you have the religious leaders 
wanting to get rid of Jesus, wanting to kill him, wanting to crucify him, making him look powerless, wanting to make him look like he's defeated, crucifying him to the cross, beating him, slashing him, torturing him. And here they are thinking that they are ending him. It was just the beginning of what God was about to do. Hallelujah. It was just the beginning. Come on, preach. It was just the beginning of our relationship with God, of us having full access to the Father. It was just the beginning. He might have looked defeated on the cross. Maybe you might look a little defeated. Maybe people might be talking about you. Maybe people might be mocking you because of what you went through this year. They mocked Jesus. They made fun of him. But it doesn't mean that he was defeated and it doesn't mean that you are defeated. Hallelujah. You are not defeated. You know, in the Old Testament, there was a priest that had to atone for our sins. There was this veil, this big old veil, and behind the veil, no one had access to, but it was only the priest who had access to this veil, behind the veil. But one of the things I realized, I said, wait. I said, actually, the priest did not have full access behind this veil. I said, the priest was only allowed to go behind this veil to atone for the sins of the people once a year. That is not full access. Come on. Come on. But when Jesus died on the cross, the Bible said that the veil tore from the top to the bottom. And it basically is God sending us a message that we are no longer outsiders, but we are insiders. That we are no longer limited, but we have unlimited access to the Father. See, when Jesus died on the cross, it was just the beginning of us being in full friendship with the Father, of us having access to the Father, of us us being able to go to the Father, Father boldly. Amen. See, Jesus died on the cross for us. It changed things for us. It looked like it was the ending of his life, but it was just the beginning of what God was doing. There is purpose in every season of your life. There is purpose Hallelujah. The Bible says that God forced for, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Jesus died on the cross so that you could have everlasting life. Hallelujah. Jesus died on the cross and now the Holy Spirit dwells inside of us. Jesus died on the cross. Now we can be free from the penalties of sin. Yes, hallelujah. hallelujah. Listen, 
Some of you entered into this year with sickness, but I declare that you are leaving this year whole. I declare that you are leaving this year knowing your power and authority in Jesus Christ because that's what he died on the cross for. Some of you entered this year with your money looking funny. But I declare in the name of Jesus that you will leave this year in prosperity. I declare that you will leave this year dancing. I declare that you will leave this year with your cup runneth over. I declare that you will leave this year with your pockets full. I declare that you will leave this year with a different mindset. I believe that you will leave this year being able to give more and more and more to people. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Some of you entered this year with depression, with loneliness. Oh, but I believe that you're going to leave this year with the joy of the Lord being your strength. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to you, Father. Yamalek, the Lord will restore everything that you have lost this year. Everything that you have lost, he will restore in the name of Jesus. You will leave this year in joy. You will leave this year dancing. You will leave this year with a different mindset. You will leave this year blessed in the name of Jesus. You will leave this year with friendship, with love in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. The Lord is going to teach you how to love yourself. He's going to teach you how to love yourself even more and more in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to your name. Oh, hallelujah. We thank you, Father, for what you've done for us on that cross. I thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. That though they thought they were crucifying him, they were beating him and torturing him and mocking him. <laughs> hallelujah. Mm. You are not defeated. We are not defeated. Amen. Hallelujah. God is so good. God is so merciful. Uh, 2 Corinthians 5.21. Turn with me to that. It says, for he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us. That we might become the righteousness of God. Listen, there's some of you who've entered this year with sin. But I believe that you're going to leave this year sinless. Amen. I believe that you're going to leave this year whole. I believe that you're going to leave this year with a different mindset. You still have a chance to change the end of your year. You still have a chance. Some of you have entered this year lacking faith in God. But I encourage you today, if there's anything that you do, invite God back into your life. I encourage you to pray to your father. I encourage you to have faith in God and what he can do for you. I encourage you to not lose your faith like Naomi did. Listen, there was a, I went to my aunt's house for Christmas, not Christmas, yeah, the day before, the day after Christmas. Um, 
And just randomly, I just was sitting there with my cousins and this other young lady. And I just felt in my spirit to just ask. I said, hey guys, I said, what are some great testimonies that you guys can share with me this year that, you've, that you have? And one of the young ladies spoke and it blessed me. And she said at the beginning of the year, she lost her job. She said she lost her job. She couldn't pay her bills. She didn't know what she was gonna do. She said, I applied to so many jobs and no one would hire me. She said, girl, I even applied to Target. <laughs> she said, they didn't even hire me. <laughs> but she said, you know what? I showed up every Sunday to church with a smile on my face. I showed up and I served every Sunday and nobody knew my situation. Wow. I didn't allow myself to look like what I've been through. Though my bills were due, though I couldn't get a job. And she said that her pastor had actually asked her to preach on a Friday night or give a testimony. I think she, I think she said preach. And she said she felt like she had nothing in her to give. But she said her pastor was so persistent and he would not let her say no. And she said the day of that she was supposed to preach, she said that her basement actually flooded. Mm. And she called her pastor and she said, I can't do this. <laughs> and he said, I'm not taking no for an answer, but I'm going to give you options. He said, you can either come and I'll have someone to pick you up. I'll bring people to the house to clean up your basement, but you're still going to come or you can make a video and send to me so that we can get this message done. And I said, I love that. Wow, good. And I said, I knew it was the enemy trying to stop her. Mm-hmm. And so she did a video, shows up late to the service. And as the video was playing, she said she started crying. And she's telling me, well, I didn't want to do this video because I didn't feel like I had a perfect ending. She said, I still didn't have a job. I still didn't have anything. I, I still didn't have a perfect ending, but here I am telling everyone my story. And I thought about her character. I thought about the fact that she was still faithful to still share her story, even though she didn't have a perfect ending. But only if she knew, when I talk about character, when I talk about being steadfast in prayer, when I talk about rejoicing even while you're in trials and tribulation, that same night, they took the biggest offering for her at that service. Wow. She came in empty but left out full. And I believe it's because of her heart I believe it's because of her character. I believe it's because she still has faith in God. She didn't change her name like Naomi did. She didn't change. She didn't try to change who what God thought about her. She still believed in God. She still was on her face praying. She still was having faith in her father. Amen. That story wasn't even in my message to share with you guys, but I felt that it would bless some of you in here. 
Hallelujah. 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 Who's Hallelujah. ready to leave this year dancing? Come on. Who's ready to leave this year rejoicing? Hallelujah. I want you to get up on your feet because we're not going to just say that we're going to dance. We're not going to say that we're just going to rejoice. We are actually going to rejoice. We are going to dance. We are going to declare some things over our lives. Hallelujah. God is so good. Hallelujah. Glory to your holy name, Father. Glory to your holy name, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You are worthy to be praised, Father. Worthy. You are worthy to be glorified, Father. Hallelujah. 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 Ingrid, the Lord wants you to know the power and authority that he has given you over your body. You don't have to leave this year suffering and sickness. The, Jesus died on the cross so that you can be whole in your body. This year, because we're still in this year, I want you to lay hands on your body and declare your body to be whole in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. The Lord has so many blessings waiting for you. There's so much that the Lord has waiting for you. I, I, I'm like hearing like a storehouse of blessings. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Let your faith be in the Father. Don't run from him. Don't run from God. You've been running. He loves you. He adores you. He sees you. He hears you. Hallelujah. There's a storehouse of blessings upon your head. Hallelujah. I glorify you, Father. I thank you, Father God, for her life in the name of Jesus, God. I thank you, God, for her heart, Father. Oh, I thank you, God, that you are the God that restores, that you are the God that would do a new thing even in her life, Father, in the name of Jesus. I pray, Father God, oh, that she would be hopeful for her future, Father, that she would be hopeful for the goodness that you have for her, Father God. Let the storehouse of, house of blessings reign over her head in the name of Jesus, Father. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to your holy name, Father. Let it rain over her head, Father. Oh, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. We thank you, Father God, for blessings that are to come over her life. The Lord said he wants to even bless your love life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's nothing that the Father can't do for you. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Matthew, the, the, the Lord said that he wants to restore your mind and your way of thinking. And he wants to restore your heart. He wants to restore friendship in the name of Jesus. I thank you, God, for restoration 
over Matthew in the name of Jesus, Father God. I thank you, Father God, for restoring relationships, Father God, restoring his mind in the name of Jesus, Father. I pray, Father God, that he will continue to have the mind of Christ, Father God, or that he will believe, Father God, what you say about him, Father God, that he will believe in the identity, Father God, that you've put on him, Father, in the name of Jesus, Father. Oh, I pray, Father God, hallelujah, in the name of Jesus, Father God, for you to restore, restore him, Father. Restore his mind in the name of Jesus, Father. I declare that every demonic attack in the name of Jesus is canceled by the blood of Jesus. Yes. Hallelujah, Father. I thank you for his life, God. I thank you that he's a true man of God, Lord. I thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus, that you would raise him up, Father God, to be a mighty man of God, Father. Oh, that out of his mouth, Father God, oh, hallelujah, Lord God, would flow blessings, would flow your word word in the name of Jesus, Father. I thank you, Jesus, for restoring his heart. I thank you, God, for restoring his heart. I thank you that every broken heart, Father, you put back together, Jesus, that you create a new heart for us, Father. I thank you for restoration over his heart, God. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah. 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 Glory to your holy name, Father. Glory to your holy name, Lord. Come on, let's rejoice. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want you guys to take five minutes. Well, more like four minutes. <laughs> and I want you guys to make personal declarations over your life. I want you guys, if you are dealing with sickness, I want you to lay hands on your body and declare that with the power and authority that is within me, in Christ Jesus, I declare that that sickness has got to go. If your money is looking a little funny, I declare to lay hands on your pockets, on your wallets, and begin to declare abundance over your pockets, over your finances, over your bank account in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. If you are dealing with depression, if you are dealing with fear, if you are dealing with anxiety, I dare you to lay hands on your head and declare that you have the mind of Christ in the name of Jesus. Uh, hallelujah. Glory to your holy name, Father. Oh, I thank you, Jesus, that we are leaving this year dancing, that we are leaving this year with you in mind, that we are leaving this year celebrating who you are, Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord God. I thank you, Father, that my family's intact, Lord God. I thank you, Father, that my health has been restored in the name of Jesus. Oh, I thank you, Father, that I'm leaving this year in the name of Jesus, rejoicing because you are the God that restores my health. I pray in the name of Jesus that sickness and disease can never attach itself to my body by the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father God, that we are leaving this year in prosperity in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to your holy name, Father. Glory to your holy name, Father. Oh, you are wonderful, Father. We thank you, God, for new beginnings. We thank you, God, for new beginnings. We thank you, God, for new beginnings. We thank you, Father, for what is ending in our lives. Hallelujah. Glory to your name, Father. Jesus, you are glorious. You are worthy, Father. You are almighty, Jesus. There is none like you, Lord. There is none like your presence, Father. There is none like your glory, Lord God. 
There is none like your glory, Lord. You are worthy to be praised. You are worthy to be glorified. You are worthy to be lifted up, Father. You are worthy to be lifted up, Father. Oh, we praise your holy name, Lord God. We worship your holy name, Lord God, for you are good, Father. Oh, hallelujah, Father. We worship you. We glorify you. We lift you up, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 I declare that God is the author of your life. God is the author of your new beginnings and your endings. I declare that 2024 will be a year of blessings over your life. I declare that 2024 will be a year of the impossible. I declare that 2024 will be a year of momentum. I declare that 2024 will be a year of abundance. I declare that the year of 2024, that the Lord's blessings will reign over your home. I declare that the year of 2024 will be a year of new encounters, fresh new encounters with the Father. That the year 2024 will be a year of redemption. That the year of 2024 will be a year of favor over your life. That you would experience favor everywhere that you go. In every room that you step foot in. In the name of Jesus. Listen, I entered into this year with sickness. Oh, but I thank you, Jesus, that I'm leaving this year. In the name of Jesus, dancing. Hallelujah. 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 I entered this year spending four days a week in the doctor, getting iron pumped in my veins, feeling tired, feeling depressed, feeling like I couldn't even move because I was so tired. Ask me the last time that I have been to the doctor to get iron in my veins. I am leaving this year rejoicing in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to your name. I am leaving this year because things have ended for me this year. I'm leaving rejoicing because many things have ended. And I'm entering this year with new beginnings. I might be shaking in my boots a little bit, but I'm trusting God. I am trusting God and I encourage you to trust God with new beginnings in your life. Hallelujah. Be on your face in prayer. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Enter this new year with faith, Jesus. with family, with love, come on. with a renewed mind. In the name of Jesus. I love you guys. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.